Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why, why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's awake and smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. Hour number two of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and TicketFM.com. Sam McEwen. Of the Omaha World Herald will join us here shortly, about ten minutes. Catch up on Husker football with him. I have a question for you, Schaefer. Do it. What if Nebraska loses a one-score game on Saturday? Well, it would perpetuate the narrative that it can play with anyone and lose to anyone, which is I sort of where that's sort of where we are, right? Take like, me, take me through your reaction if Nebraska loses by a touchdown or less to Ohio State. It would sort of depend on, like, does it look like Oklahoma where they hang around but they were never really a threat to win the game, which is sort of how I feel about the Oklahoma game. I don't think other people share that opinion. I don't. Um, I mean, they never led. They never led, but they had a chance. They had a real yeah, chance at the end. Sure. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it like that? I, I didn't or is feel it... like they were – I didn't – sidebar. I didn't feel like they were in it until with about – uh, whatever eight minutes left okay in the fourth yeah i was like okay they're actually here the sidebar to your sidebar i never felt like okay. <laughs> i just i don't know maybe it's just been beaten into my dna to just assume that they had no chance in hell of winning that game but that was more or less how i felt unlike both michigan and michigan state where they actually where i felt like nebraska was not only winning the game which they, they, were, they were that, that they were going fashion. to leave like when they went up just before the fourth quarter in the Michigan game, yes, I would not have guessed what was to follow in terms of the defense being unable to get off the field, but also Nebraska's offense responding yeah. to give itself the lead again. It was like, this is happening tonight. Um, it felt like, to me, this was sort of the turning point of, okay, they're going to, this is the, they're finally going to break through here. Signature victory? Yeah, it would have been, but it's not. Uh, and then Michigan State, going into the week, you and I were, were leading... Basically, everyone else that believed as we did that Nebraska was not only going to go play well but win this game. Yeah, I was con- I was dead um, convinced. And so, you know, that's another one. Uh, so that there's they had like, and they're all three radically different. Um, this is one of the ones in there. This this one on Saturday though. This is one of the ones where like it actually does matter who the opponent is because we're grading on a scale a little mm-hmm. bit on a curve because I mean. On the Michigan and Michigan State games, um, more so Michigan State than Michigan. Like I expected Nebraska to win the Michigan State game. I just yeah. thought, I I thought they were genuinely a better team than Michigan State was, which is, says a lot now uh, when you look at where the two teams are at. Michigan State they number, played that way too. Michigan State's number three in the college football playoff rankings, and Nebraska's three and six. Nebraska has a three. <laughs> Michigan State is number three. Nebraska has a three. But. Um, at that time, I was like, "Yeah," it, and it played out that way. Yeah, Nebraska's better. They 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 just are. Um, so I expected them to win that game. Michigan, I thought, was a pretty 
direct toss up and they were going to need some energy and momentum plays and stuff like that. So um, I was less certain on that one. But this one is obviously different. It's it's you're grading on a curve. You're grading on the Ohio State curve. And I actually feel like it does mean something if Nebraska shows up and loses close on Saturday. I, I, I feel like that's actually something to write home about this time. Yeah, Literally, I mean, for for all the mocking of the conversation over the last couple of weeks, deservedly so, because Nebraska's had close losses to close losses, quote unquote, to Minnesota and Purdue, right? Different. It's it's different. So I'm going to keep it consistent, and I'm going to say that if Nebraska finds a way to scratch and claw and stay in this game, I'd be impressed. I, I think that's a good enough effort for me, even though it would take their record to three and seven. Couple things. I would love for you after the show to go back and listen to how you said Minnesota there because of disdain in your voice. Minnesota! No, it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> it wasn't a celebratory Minnesota. There's a way that you say Minnesota where you, Minnesota. you just have no respect for that program. And not saying you should. I don't have any respect. And it's just fantastic. And I I feel like people need to enjoy that as much as I do because I've, <laughs> I've now picked up on it a few times since that loss, and it's incredible. So I wanted to get that out of the way. And then I, to, to add this, so why this matchup or why this game would feel different if Nebraska lost close is because this is the best team that they have played, yep. I think. And obviously the college football playoff rankings are relatively agree with that. But from a talent standpoint – this is the most dangerous team that Nebraska has played. And so if the defense is able to find ways to um, mitigate a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave or um, Jackson Smith Najigba. Yep. I, I don't really ever know how the hyphenated. I always want to put Najigba Smith or something like no, that. No, no. So. Usually it's the Njigba part I have a problem. I think it's Njigba. It could be. Like Ndamukong Sue. Did you know that he got an offer from Nebraska, was all set to visit as a sophomore, really like Troy Walters, and then like two days after I wrote this story, Ohio State offered, and then uh, like two days after that, it was over. I did not know that. Yeah, did he, you know that he had one of the craziest catches I've ever seen yes. against Nebraska last year? Yeah. I, I did know that. Okay. I mean, I I don't know that I knew that it was one of the craziest you've ever seen, but I know that it was an incredibly nice catch. Yeah. And he was like their fifth receiver at the time. Yes. Which sort of made everyone just feel terrible. Oh, yeah. They were like an avalanche last year. <laughs> they were they were horrifying. And Nebraska actually played well last year in a game in which they lost 52-17, to 17, 52 right? 52-17. to 17. And I left that game. I was like, you know what? They might be okay. I left that game thinking they're going to beat Wisconsin next week. Yeah. I was like, they're going to be fine. And then they did <laughs> by actually being available to play. I, I, I left the game. I was like, you know, we, we could probably get five and three out of this thing. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they should have. They should have. But they lost to Minnesota. <laughs> I really want you to go back and listen to it. It's great. <laughs> I will. All right, so uh, the other thing about it is that the way Ohio State, like, Ohio State is very good at just getting these guys in space, and I don't know that there's another team that Nebraska has played this year that has that ability. Like, a lot of the teams that they play are basically like, here's what we do, right? you stop it. And Nebraska's like, okay, we'll try. And Ohio State's basically like, we've got horses, you've got ponies. We're going to outrun you every single time. Yep. And I really don't know. Like, it's, it fascinates me for the defense 
because on one hand they're outmatched on the other I think they're genuinely excited to see if they can hold up against That's the vibe team. I got yesterday. And so whatever their thoughts are on where this season is at the moment, I do like how they are mentally going into this week against a team that feels like it's going to, you know, has had your number for as long as possible. If if there's one thing, once again, about this team, yep. they, they can pick themselves up off the mat. Okay. Well, like I said, it's, it's, it's not the flushing. That's the problem. <laughs> A lot of practice. Not the flesh. Uh, I I think that there's also you're you're buoyed a little bit by, you know, Penn State didn't do anything miraculous in that game against Ohio State. They just made Stroud have to make some throws. They they made they made o- Ohio State have to drive. Like they just they tackle well. They didn't let giant plays beat them. Eventually, it did because Ohio State's good. And it's the same thing. If you go back to the first half against Minnesota in the very first game of the year for Ohio State, what did Minnesota do? They made life a little bit difficult for C.J. Stroud with some pressure. They forced him to have to make continuous plays downfield without just giant chunk yards. And once that dam broke, it was over. It's interesting because I feel like Nebraska is kind of positioned well to um... – play a very specific style of football on Saturday they're going to want to slow him down yeah obviously a lot and I where things have gotten away from Nebraska this year as we've talked about is when they actually have a talent advantage and they're just kind of allowed to run whatever offense they want Teams just pick so I think in yep. this in this case you're kind of forced to slow things down yep. um try and handle the ball as much as you can you know punt a few times because that's okay maybe it actually weirdly pairs down the kind of game plan a little bit and gives them an edge in that category. And and for people on the text line, they're like moral victories and stuff like that. I'm like, well, this is actually one where a moral victory kind of counts. The problem is it's a little late. Yeah. It's it's a little late. But this is one where I don't have a problem saying moral victory. You're going to be a two-touchdown plus underdog um, just as you were against Oklahoma, and I was okay with saying that that was a moral victory. Right. You know, I, I think it's it's kind of we're kind of in the same boat. Well, it's again, unfortunately, it would drop your record to three. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska didn't take care of business in other games that can make this one have you feel good if they hang around. I, right. The big key, and and I got to give credit to Brunts because I think he phrased this in a way that I hadn't hadn't quite gotten to when we were talking about it, but. What Nebraska did against Oklahoma is they said, "All right, you're not going to, you're not going behind us," and Oklahoma 100%. was unwilling to just continue to feed its running backs. They Mahomes them. I don't know that you're going to get that from Ohio State because Travion Henderson is really, really. The problem with Ohio State is they can be whoever they want to be against yeah. you. And Oklahoma doesn't quite have that advantage. Nebraska also doesn't have what Penn State can do, which is you disrupt a player two at some point in the drive and you start him back at you know, second and 14, that that's the biggest thing that keeps this defense for me from being like great is they just don't have a disruption. You know, they're, they're fundamentally incredibly solid. It's just that they don't start a lot of teams on second and 12. There's no path to winning this game for Nebraska without making a play somewhere, whether it's defense or special teams or a big offensive play. Right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Sam McEwen of the world Herald. He'll join us next. You're listening to Happer and Shaper. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.